0: I know they marketed the UFC as having no rules back in the day, but even in ancient Rome there were things the gladiators weren't allowed to do to each other. Ultimately the sport is about entertainment, not just maimment and we all want to see our favourite fighters be able to compete as much as possible. But it's even worse when someone not only breaks the rules, but when that changes the outcome of the fight not only do we want to boo that person into oblivion, but when the cheater goes on to win as well, well it just takes all the fun out of it, doesn't it? I'm Bailey and from MMA On Point, as always before we start I want to say thank you to the MMA On Point Hall of famous for all their support and these are 10 fight altering illegal moves oh and i just want to say that today we are talking about intentionality fouls change the outcome of fights sometimes more often than you think i mean we could talk all day about eye pokes but all these 10 were pretty much intentional and in some way helped them win Number 10, Brian Caraway versus Eric Perez. The life of Brian Caraway has been ruthlessly scrutinized by lots of MMA fans. Not only because he was one of those guys with a somewhat annoying wrestling grinding base style and beat just enough contenders to keep him in the top 10 of the UFC while he turned your favorite fighter into one of the most boring. But because he was also pretty cocky, and I'm sure also because he was dating Misha Tate, immediately most of the fan base were hating him. Well, Brian gave fans another reason to dislike him when he fought Eric Perez in 2014. The Mexican bantamweight made history when he scored the fastest KO in the division, taking out Ken Stone in just 17 seconds. Matched up with Caraway, the best option for victory was to keep the fight standing. But obviously, Brian, being Brian, had other plans. His whole objective was to get Eric to the mat and keep him there, and halfway through the first round, he was on Perez's back. As Eric was trying to escape and turn into Caraway. Brian completely broke the rules by fish-hooking him and using it to control position. It was extremely blatant, but the ref did nothing at all. This kept him on Eric's back and kept the fight on the mat, where he kept trying to find the rear naked choke, and after hunting for it, in the second round, he forced a tap from Eric. He also basically was trying to cover his mouth for almost the entire fight, and it's possible it happened more than just the obvious one here, and Eric needed every opportunity he could to escape. Number nine, Tyron Woodley versus Damian Meyer. One of the surefire things you want to know when you're up against Damian Meyer is don't go to the ground. It's pretty simple. It's like fighting Riddick. You're not going to do it in the dark, are you? I don't think anyone needed to remind Tyron Woodley In their welterweight title fight though Every time Maya tried to take him down Woodley turned into the D1 wrestling champion Pushing him away and not even letting him get a chance Which was smart I mean the BJJ black belt Maya literally has shown He needs just one takedown to find a submission And in the first round where arguably He is most dangerous as a submission threat He came super close on two different takedowns But both times Tyron grabbed the fence The first one was on a single leg And he almost got him away from the cage Damien protested and Herb gave T-Wood an immediate warning But then I mean Literally 10 seconds later, Maya shot another takedown and Tyron grabbed the fence again and he basically had him on the mat this time. Would he have choked him out? I don't know, but I do know that Tyron broke the rules and it could have changed the whole fight. Maya wasn't exactly happy about it either. If I could take him down at least once, I knew that, you know, I had a chance to submit him or at least to make him really tired. Rules are rules. If he grabbed the fence, I don't know. Still, he wasn't nearly as upset as Wonderboy when Tyrant also tried to bite his finger off during their fight. And I had my hand across his mouth and he looks down and he bites the crap out of my finger. Just bites my finger. (laughs) Not sure that affected the fight in the same way, though. Number eight, Michael Bisping and those illegal knees. I have to say, if you weren't following the career of the count before his middleweight run to the title, you missed out. Skinhead, light heavyweight, Bisping was just different. He looked like he'd just walked off the set of a Guy Ritchie movie, and to be honest, his strategy mostly involved running into people and smashing them with knees from the clinch. The problem is Mike got a bit out of control sometimes and has on more than one occasion delivered an illegal knee to a downed opponent. I mean, he did it in his very first fight in the UFC against Josh Haynes. Just straight up drilled him with it, mate. Even Joe Rogan suggested he was still hurt as the round continued and Mike just continued to smash. Them apart for the rest of the fight and we will say nothing about the eye poke and follow-up head kick that nearly sent Josh to the moon. The most famous Bisping knee of doom though happened in his rivalry matchup with Thai striker Jorge Rivera. This was another old-school Bisping fight, lots of shouting and swearing before the fight and then lots of animosity during it as well but was it really that surprising then that halfway through the first round this happened? No doubt about it absolutely illegal no it wasn't and Bisping walked away afterwards like he was living his best life with a rage filled alien symbiote inside of him Mike didn't finish him until the next round but a shot like that no doubt influenced the outcome of the fight and the spitting at his corner afterwards was fine nothing in the rules against that right I think that the need was intentional and I think he absolutely meant to spit on that guy Number 7. Jose Aldo vs. Chad Mendes The pre-Conor McGregor featherweight division didn't have much going for it in the UFC apart from the ongoing rivalry between Chad Money Mendes and Jose Aldo, two men who basically proved to be the best in the weight class for about five years. The undefeated Chad Mendes ran through the WEC before joining the UFC with everyone else and finally fought Aldo at 11-0 in 2012. The King of Rio took the fight in Brazil. Chad was a fresh new contender. It was all very exciting, but it all ended quite quickly. After a back and forth first round with Chad trying to implement his American wrestling and Aldo defending well, it finally looked like money was about to body lock him to the ground when Jose pulled one of the worst fence grabs you've ever seen. Chad was essentially finally about to take him down, and although there wasn't much left in the round, it almost certainly wouldn't have ended with him getting KO'd in the closing seconds. They had a rematch, and it was fight of the year, but even in that one, Aldo dropped those two late punches after the buzzer in the first round that dropped Chad. Those also very well may have changed the course of that fight. Actually, speaking about punches after the bell. Number 6, Jermaine Durandamy versus Holly Holm Well, yeah, I'm sure many of you remember this fight and the controversy that followed, as if the situation needed any more. There was the whole issue of Cyborg coming to the UFC but not fighting for the title, and then when they decided she couldn't make 135, they let her fight for the belt, and she got flagged by USADA. So they had a vacant title, and they put in Holly Holm, who was still one of the most recognizable women in the sport, against the pretty much unknown Durandami. Now, don't get me wrong, if you watch the UFC, you probably know who she was. She was pretty legit, but she'd been in the UFC for four years and had only had four fights. Best case scenario for the UFC anyway was that Hollywood win back a title but Jermaine obviously didn't want to let that happen and if you don't know the story, at the end of the second round the buzzer sounded but she threw an extra two shots and the last one rocked Holly bad. Not only did this probably change the course of that next round but the ref didn't take a point away and nor did he when Jermaine did the same thing at the end of the fourth round. So when the judges scorecards came down to literally one point and they gave the win to the Iron Lady, well yeah, a lot of people were pissed and it's pretty hard to say that those shots after the bell didn't change the course of the fight. Number 5, Tim Elliot versus Ulenbekov. One thing that's made Tim Elliott such a problem for people to deal with in the cage is his ability to turn every MMA fight he's into into basically a backyard brawl. He's extremely scrappy and will make you fight every second you are in there and he's so tenacious that he's definitely at times embraced the philosophy of if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. If you want a really good example, then it's probably his fight with Habib Nurmagomedov prospect Tagir Ulenbekov. Tim seemed to give absolutely zero fucks in that fight and took literally every chance he could to get away with Multiple knees to the head when Tajir was still grounded. According to Ulanbekov as well, Tim was trying to put his fingers in his eyes. And he was also using them to hook the inside of the Russian's glove so he could throw elbows or even stop a rear naked choke attempt in the final 60 seconds. The whole time, Habib was going crazy in the corner complaining to the ref. And it was enough small rule breaks here and there that definitely helped Tim get the decision victory. Number 4, Husamar Paul Harris versus Jake Shields If MMA was the schoolyard and there was that one kid no one wanted to play with, it would be Husamar Paul Harris. A guy notorious for holding onto submissions for too long and just taking things a bit too far in the cage. That got him kicked out of the UFC and into the World Series of Fighting where he actually pretty quickly became the champion. He subbed two guys in the first round with leg locks. Jake Shields got released from the UFC around this time and headed to the World Series of Fighting where he matched up with the champion Paul Harris. The fight itself was an MMA grappler's dream matchup with the two styles clashing, but every time Jake seemed to get a decent position, Husaman broke one of the more serious rules, no, eye gouging, and started digging his thumbs and fingers into Jake's eyes. You're in your fingers, man. Me, okay, what are You doing? We can't do this. He was taking his thumbs, like putting them in my eyes, trying to gouge my eyes out kept telling the ref he's trying to gouge my eyes out and the ref kept being like oh no no, don't worry about it i'll take care of it it definitely hindered jake's ability to attack him from top position and definitely also probably discouraged him from wanting to be on the ground in the first place eventually though after he was bleeding his own blood from his eyes paul harris tapped jake with a kimura but then was also later stripped of the title as it was decided he didn't let go of the submission quick enough surprise surprise really Number three, Nathaniel Wood versus Muhammad Naimov. Our mate Nate is a great lad, although he's not been able to stay massively active in the UFC because of numerous injuries, since joining the promotion he's actually only ever lost twice in nine fights and he was amidst a three-fight return streak in a new weight class until very recently when he took on Muhammad Naimov in Abu Dhabi and had to deal with numerous attempts to cheat by his opponent just about halfway through the first round and Nathan is on the receiving end of a pretty nasty low blow and honestly looked like that one was probably going to be enough to affect the fight. He also caught another one at the start of the second round as well and after that Naimov started grabbing the fence and stopping Nathan from getting takedowns and then turning around and taking down wood instead. And in the closing seconds when Nathaniel was on top dropping ground and pound Naimov started to hook the inside of his gloves literally stopping him from landing strikes. So many of these things deserved for a point to be taken away and it came down to a really close decision loss for Nathaniel. And it might not have even gone to the scorecards if Naimov hadn't been cheating. Number two, KJ Noons versus George Gajel if you watch the early seasons of The Ultimate Fighter, you might recognize this guy, George Gajel. He's also done some work in the UFC as a translator and had a fairly decent MMA career before that, but some crazy shit went down between him and KJ Noons in Strike Force. KJ famously beat Nick Diaz for the inaugural Elite XE lightweight title, then followed him to Strike Force where they rematched with the welterweight belt. Well, to get that title shot against Nick, KJ had to beat George, and the way he did it ended up being pretty damn controversial. It was a great first round between the two of them, but as it came to an end, they both started exchanging, the bell rings, and then KJ just hammers George with one big shot. George then basically staggered back to his feet and barely made it to his corner. There was no penalty at all for KJ, and with literally the first shot he hits George with at the start of the second round, Noons absolutely destroys him. He even gave him a kick while finishing him off that I'm pretty sure wasn't legal either. Obviously, George had been wobbled and seriously hurt by the late shot at the end of the first round, and Noons just came out and completely flattened him. Number one, Troy Gibson versus Vadim Kolesnikov. Wouldn't be surprised if you don't know who either of these guys are. That's probably because this entry takes place in Northern Ireland under the Cage Conflict promotion. Back in October last year, they were holding their eighth event in Belfast. Troy Gibson, a 9-1 amateur, was making his long-awaited pro debut, but he didn't exactly get things off to a good start. I know there's some changes in the rules from amateur to pro, but I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do this. The so knees to the head! Knees to the head on the ground! Knees to the head on the ground! Another need- Huge I, I have no idea what the ref was doing, okay, this one is totally on him, super illegal moves, and then afterwards he got up and just flatlined his opponent. Even Dana White wouldn't have liked this one. That's fucking illegal. Yeah, I know, guys, this sport is just not fair sometimes, you know, people do legal shit and they get away with it. Shout out to the editor on this one, Max Randall. Thank you, Max. He never does anything illegal ever. You can check him out at Max underscore Randall on social media for all his MMA takes or the Combat Arcade on his new channel. If you're a channel champion, I'm going to take a few seconds to say thank you supporting the content and if you want to join them you can click the link down below or the join button there are lots of benefits of becoming a channel member you can get some of them yourself have a look do think about giving us a like if you enjoyed the video super easy click the thumbs up button and if you want to see more from us you can subscribe as well we make lots and lots of videos every single week and if you're subscribed you'll get to see them all and be a real fan like me apart from that guys thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day hope you enjoyed the video always more coming from us let us know if you've got any ideas down below what you thought of the video but I'll see you next time, everybody. Take it easy.